Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. morning footy here's a look at the notable Premier League weekend results it was a big weekend for the teams pushing for top spot Aston Villa 4-2 win over Nottingham Forest Arsenal 4-1 win over Newcastle United they bounce back after their Champions League loss you've also got a big win for Man City 1-0 over Bournemouth on the road so very few points separating the top four teams in the table and a big weekend for Everton. They get a 1-1 draw against Brighton, but there's some breaking news regarding Everton's point deduction that they were facing. They appealed that decision, and the club can confirm that the appeal board has concluded that the points deduction that was imposed by an independent Premier League commission in November has reduced from 10 points to six points, which now moves Everton up to 15th place in the table, sitting on 15 points, uh, from 15 points to 25 points. So big news for Everton. And joining us now to talk more about it is our own Jeff Shreves. Jeff, thanks for taking the time to join us. Let's get your reaction first to that news regarding Everton. Well, Ali, you're absolutely quite right. This is breaking news. It's just come out now. Um, they got four points back from the 10 points they were deducted. It's interesting as well, because I just had a look at some of the details. They they appealed the sanction, and of the nine charges against them, two were upheld. So it's interesting that there is still a case, if you like, against them. And they, don't forget they have a second one coming as well later on. But the commission have said, based on what Everton appealed for, then they conceded on the grounds of seven out of the nine, just two were upheld, and that's why they've got those points back, which is, look, we don't know. It could be an absolute lifeline. I think Everton will be, I think there'll be a huge amount of interest, not just from Everton, but from other clubs as well, involved in PSR, the size of the sanction. That's why one of the reasons we saw such a quiet January window. There's no question about it. Club's extremely nervous. It'll have an effect on the transfer window this summer as well. So once these details start to come out, I think there will be a lot of interested parties because there are so many clubs who are fearful of being in a similar position. So, as, as you said, Ali, it's breaking news literally in the last few moments, but it's a real... It's a shot in the arm for Everton, first and foremost. I mean, they were... They go to 15th, as you just said. They were 14th, so they're nearly back where they were, but I'm sure they'd love those six points back as well. But right now, it will feel like... 
a small but not insignificant victory for Everton. So a real shot in the arm for them. But the details are going to be absolutely fascinating. Yeah, Jeff. So let me get this straight from what you're saying. The majority of the uh, of the punishment, or at least what they're being found guilty of, has has been lifted off of them. But they still have a majority of the points in the sanction on them. Yes, is can, correct. Can they can they? Uh, Appeal a second decision? No, no, that's that's it. That's it. There's there's, there's one appeal. This was uh, the the process, as I understand it, was one appeal, one decision. That's it. So um, they the, on this particular, if you like, these particular charges that were laid at their door, the decision has been made and cannot be reversed, as I understand it. But as I said just now, the details are going to be really, really interesting, i.e. what were the seven dropped against them? What were they successful in their appeal for? And what were the details of those? And why are they still guilty of the two? And again, so we don't know the actual, you know, it, it is all about the actual intricacies of it. Because on the face of it, we say, well, hang on, majority, uh, they've appealed successfully. So why is it not the majority of the points coming back? That, at this stage, Nico, is not clear. Jeff, let's focus on the, the opposite end of the table. The title challenge. Both City and Arsenal win their matches. I'd say Arsenal in, in more of an impressive form. But uh, what caught your eye over the weekend between those two teams? Well, if you take those two games um, themselves, Charlie, I mean, Arsenal, I don't know if you saw them against Porto midweek. They were, they were really laboured. They, they were stuck in second gear. They never really got going. There was not much in the way of zip in their play. And they just didn't look like the Arsenal of late. As we said, since the break where they went to Dubai, Dubai after Christmas, they've been in scintillating form, but they absolutely blitzed Newcastle United. From the first whistle, their high press, the way they set about them, that's what brought the goals. It was absolutely, it was, it was, it was as though they realised, look, we are starting to get closer towards the end of the season. We simply cannot afford to drop points. Look, make no mistake about it, Newcastle were far from great. Far from great. Another good day for Kai Havertz. But do you know what? I mean, Saka, now I think he's the player since Ian Wright scored five on the trot. Um, set pieces, another huge part of their game as well. In fact, I read somewhere that Arsenal have scored, I don't think it includes yesterday's game, Arsenal now scored as many set-piece goals that Liverpool and Manchester City have between them. That's how strong wow. they are. That's how strong they are on set-pieces. And in that first half, they restricted Newcastle United not a single shot in the first half. Not one. And that hasn't happened for 10 years. Arsenal were really, really good. They were irresistible. But perhaps what went, if you like, under the radar a little was the pairing of Jorginho alongside Declan Rice. I personally think... He brings a real calmness, a real know-how. He allows Rice to get forward. He's a real maestro with popping the ball around. Nigel, you played that position. Uh, what, what do you think he brings to the side when he starts in? Uh, great experience. A player of his magnitude and quality knows how to control the tempo of the game. So as he's playing, he knows when he needs to slow it down. Let's get a few passes. Let's regroup and then go again. And he knows when to speed it up. So it's that experience that makes it easier for Declan Rice because he's controlling the flow of the game. And obviously, Jeff, you've studied, you've watched the game of football for so many years. So you've seen those old school midfielders, the box to box, the likes of Patrick Vieira and Roy Keane. 
they could dictate the whole flow and pace of the game. That's something that Jorginho brings to this Arsenal I side. Think, I think his passing ability is, is incredible. But I don't know if you could start Jorginho with Declan Rice against the Manchester City. No, it depends. It's, if it's you're picking the right chase, game to do it. That's the thing. And that's something you've got to give credit to Mikel Arteta from. Because there's some games you can do it where you know he doesn't have to be as athletic because of the players he's going against. But it's important that he controls the flow of the game and the tempo. And that's what he does. Jeff, just to... Yeah, it's, it's, it's the horses for courses, isn't it, Nigel? Yeah. yeah. Jeff, just to go to the race for the top four now, let's switch on to Manchester United. What was your take from their performance against Fulham? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you say Manchester United in the race for the top four? It must be a bad sound. Well, that's what people were saying. I agree with you a thousand percent, Jeff. Don't be ridiculous. Don't be ridiculous. Not, not, nowhere near. Not even in the conversation. Not even in the conversation. They are so, they are so far off. And it was yet another poor, poor performance. They just, they were so poor, weren't they? And, and then afterwards, Eric Ten Hag gave a, a, to be honest with you, a, an interview that was arguably worse than the actual performance itself. He said, you know, people have got to see the bigger picture. People have got to see that we are heading in the right direction. Really? I'm not seeing that. And I don't think many Manchester United fans are either. It was a, a poor performance and a poor result. And, and you can't say that Fulham were lucky. You know, they hit, they hit the post several times. They played well. They played well, but Manchester United not at the races. And without Hoyland there, it may well be that his goals have been papering over the cracks of late. But uh, no, way off, way off the top four. Jeff, another team not heading in a positive direction is Chelsea. They're pretty much out of a European spot for next season with that Carabao <laughs> Cup final loss against Liverpool. You were at the match. What was your takeaway from how that match played out? I've, I've got to tell you that... Um, Chelsea, the game yesterday, out of something that wasn't very pretty, was something quite beautiful. And that was Liverpool and the way they won the game with um, their academy players, with their top, with the, the youngsters that came through. And also, listen, this, this, the game, it didn't produce many highlights, but it, it's produced one massive headline. I'm sure you're well aware uh, my friend and former colleague, Gary Neville, it, it, it all boiled down to extra time. And he looked at it and he said, look, basically, in extra time, Klopp's kids have beaten Blue's billion-dollar bottle merchants. Ooh. Now, that is really, really strong. That is really, really strong. If, in fact, Ali, I, I was at home watching it on TV. I wanted to get, if you like, the full picture. And when Gary said that, I thought, wow. And I have to tell you, this has made all the headlines but what was really interesting after the game, when this was put to Pochettino, he, he said, no, 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 no. But he then confessed that during extra time, because of tiredness, Chelsea's plan was to hang on for penalties. Oh. Hanging on for penalties. Whereas Liverpool went for it. Threw the kids on. They finished with three teenagers. I think the average age was about 24 as well. Uh, on the final whistle. And bear in mind that Van Dyke is 32. He'll have brought that right up. But it was, <laughs> it was honestly, it was, it was a massive, you couldn't, it, they were polar opposites. You had the youth and enthusiasm of Liverpool and their academy products. Let's not forget, that was still a very young Chelsea side that finished the game. However, they were disparate. They were thrown together. And it was a, just a sensational, as part of Jurgen Klopp's farewell tour, it couldn't have gone better. And uh, to be honest with you, the other quote that uh, I thought was just summed the whole thing up, he said, Jurgen Klopp said, 
easily the best final he's been involved in in the last 20 years. The most special. Oh, of course. Because they just, because they went for it. You think about what he's won, Champions League, Premier League. But this is the most special. And it's arguably, if you like, if there's an order, a pecking order of the domestic trophies in this country, it's arguably the fourth trophy. So for him to say that, it encompassed, because he's encouraged these kids. He's involved with the academy. He's put them in there. He's made them feel part of the first team. And he, he just could not stop talking about it. So it was wonderful mm. the way everybody was involved. We just went for it and it came off as well. And I thought there was huge irony as well. Virgil van Dijk scoring the winner from a set piece after that earlier one mm. was disallowed by VR, which I don't know what you folks made of it, but... Come on, do I, me a favour. That happens every single week in the Premier League. Jeff, I think the, uh, what Klopp said after the game is sensational. I do want to give a little asterisk to, to, to Neville's remarks um, because we can't forget Virgil van Dijk was the most expensive centre-back, uh, most, most expensive defender ever signed by Liverpool, and they broke the transfer record for a goalkeeper. So I understand the spirit of Neville's comments, but it's not to say that Liverpool haven't spent big. Klopp is a little yeah, bit yes, more, but Nico, more Nico, economic Nico, in the spending, but he, yeah. He has. But the counter, the counter argument, the counter argument is that they have spent a. They've spent wisely, and they've done it over a period of time as well. And they've combined that with bringing through Absolutely. academy players. Chelsea, this is unprecedented. A billion. They've spent a billion. They've given players eight-year contracts. It is unprecedented. And the spotlight is hugely on Chelsea uh, in the morning newspapers. As much as they're celebrating Liverpool and their success, because there was a big article on the eve of the uh, competition by Jamie Carragher, where he went to visit the academy manager there. And he's Alex Inglethorpe. And he talks about how they come through, how they keep their feet on the ground. Um, they, they have a cap salary, a very low salary. I think it's £50,000, which sounds low. Of course, it's a lot of money. But compared to what some clubs are giving young players, doesn't go above that. They're cars. They can't have a car with an engine any more powerful than 1.3 litres. Oh, so they make sure everybody stays grounded. <laughs> Jeff. And that's, that's what they're saying. <laughs> Quick one, mate. I've said it. Like Chelsea season's over. What do you think? Well, they've got FA Cup, haven't they, uh, in a week? Um, I, 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 th I think this one will sting Nigel for a long, long time. It's not just the defeat, it's the manner of the defeat. Again, but, I, you know, don't forget, they hit the post as well. It could have gone either way, mm -hmm. but it didn't. And when it came to it, and in extra time, they sat back and tried to hang on, whereas the other team took the opportunity, went for it, and that's going to hurt and that's going to haunt you. The question now is how many more titles will, will Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool win this season? One down, a few more to go. Three we to shall go. see. All right, Jeff, thanks so much for the time. Great chatting with you, and uh, we'll catch you again soon. My pleasure as always, folks. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.